this podcast is dedicated to helping you find your trail to a happier, healthier you by discussing topics like self-improvement, business, health and beauty, and random thoughts about life from a Christian perspective. I'm your host, Tasha Johnson. February is Black History Month. The Black community has been stuck in survival mode for so long that health and wellness are viewed as a luxury rather than a necessity. I want to flip the script on this mindset. This is why I created the Brand New You Challenge, but I wanted to take it a step further. In addition to my usual segments, each week I will also be highlighting members within the Black community who are dedicated to empowering people with the knowledge they need to get to the next level. I was thoroughly inspired and motivated by these individuals, and I know you will be as well. I have a special request to ask you. If you're enjoying the content provided by Hustle & Faith, please be sure to rate and leave a review. Thank you. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of speaking with Sekou Brown, who's a writer and award-winning producer based in Houston, Texas. He's won two Silver Telly Awards. His writing credits include the short films Amazing Grace, Don't Even Go, and Inherited, which are currently making their way along the festival circuit. His main goal is to write, direct, and produce meaningful narrative and documentary films that intersect both his Christian faith and race. I'm really excited to have Sekou here to discuss his latest film, Inherited. Welcome to the show, Sekou. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to you, uh, Latasha. <laughs> I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited myself. Um, as a, 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 a Black Christian um, creative, um, I, I make it a point to kind of um, just see what's happening out in these internet streets. So I follow <laughs> several several um, Black podcasts, and I found yours. Um, Last year, one of the highlights of the year, man. I really, really enjoyed the podcast. The, oh, thank you. the those those uh, make it make sense sessions are are, are quite hilarious for me. <laughs> um, so yeah, no man, lo- lo- love what you're doing, and um, I- honored to be on the show today. Thank you so much. I truly do appreciate that, and I've got quite a few more make it make sense. I mean, the content writes itself. Everything that's happening in the world, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Man, I, I ask myself that question a few times a week, right? Exactly. In, in, the, in, the, in these crazy times. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, you know what? Tell me a little bit about yourself. All right. Uh, well, um, stay cool, Brown. I'm currently um, here in Houston, Texas, but um, I am of West African descent. Uh, my parents are from Liberia. Um, although I was essentially born and raised here, I consider Atlanta home, uh, my home base. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, I'm a, I mean, I'm a, a husband. I'm a, um, a father um, to a beautiful six-year-old daughter who thinks I'm her boyfriend. She's in that phase now. Right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> her life. Right, yeah, got to, got to split, split time between her and my wife. But, oh. um, but I'm, but I'm, I'm a, um, um, a servant of the King, man. I, you know, one of the, it informs my relationship with, with God kind of informs everything in my life, you know, from my family life to, to ministry, um, f- serve faithfully at my church, um, in various areas. And, um, and it's really a lot of, I guess I would consider myself a creative now, but a lot of that has kind of come under the umbrella of the, um, the, um, the fellowship with the saints, right? You know, so I, 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 ne- I didn't write my first 
you know, film until I was a believer, right? So it's really kind of shaped. And I think, you know, through the providential hand of God, I think that was purposeful um, to just kind of keep me focused, right? So, so um, yeah, so at, at my core, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a child of God and informs everything I do. And, um, you know, in that, from the creative standpoint, of course, I, I write and have produced films. And um, yeah, I just want to tell rich stories that kind of highlight the the black Christian experience. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that kind of sparked me in that direction, Latasha, was um, working with youth and young adults. I just I, I felt there was a gap there. You know, yes. I mean, if you're involved with ministry, if your listeners are involved with ministries, you know, um, I didn't grow up in church. <laughs> So, you know, as I kind of matriculated into church community life and we would do, you know, movie nights or for the youth, we would have movies for them. I just I just I saw a gap. Right. Some of the movies were OK, but a lot of them were. Eh. And then a, a mo- majority of the time they you know, I didn't I didn't see our stories in it. Right. So nice. I think out of that, it's really kind of birthed my, my desire to want to kind of tell tell our stories from our our perspective um and you know from from films to um I, I wrote my first play last year um and um this year i'm gonna be moving into um on fiction podcasts as well right so um and all and all of that i just like i said i want to tell our stories man and this it's 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 exciting a lot of stories to tell and you know um and, and, and really, we're, we're in the space, we're in the content space, right? Like nothing's stopping you from doing and telling your story but you, right? And you, as we get into even the film, I'm here to kind of discuss today um, and, and how it was born. <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll see that that's very much so the case, man. If, if you're, for, for those listening, if, if, if you have a spark to do something, just do it. Like it, we're, we're in the information age you know, there's, there's somebody it could touch and bless. Right. And, you know, get out and make it happen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and if you don't mind me asking, so how long have you been in the writing producing phase? How many years is that? Or is this more recent? Right. So I wrote my first film, Amazing Grace in 2016. Wow, right. And fairly recent. right. Yeah, it's fairly recent. Yeah, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm a fully grown man, Latasha. So like I said, and 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 I've and I've been saved. I've been saved since 2006, right? So I was okay. in ministry for some time, and, and like I said, I like I mean I, I I honestly believe this, right? Like so, if I wasn't in church, I don't know if I would have this desire to really even do what I'm doing now, right? So it's you know um yeah so yeah so it's been yeah it's been fairly recent, man. A lot of this has kind of happened you know, almost overnight, man. And, and the favor of God has kind of ordered my steps in, in, in many turns um, during the past um, five, six years. That is awesome. That is amazing. I, I, I am so, I'm, I'm proud of you. And we just met recently. So <laughs> just hearing your backstory, that is absolutely amazing. So as you alluded to, you are here to discuss the movie Inherited. So I, I was definitely inspired by that movie, and I wanted to learn a little bit about the inspiration for the idea. But again, to back up even further, why don't you tell us a little bit about Inherited first? Absolutely. So in Inherited, the short film Inherited, is really um, a story about uh, a family, a family, um, a group of siblings who are in 
you know, like many of us, just depending on your age range. So if, if you're not already there, because for black folks, oftentimes, you know, that responsibility comes very early. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. So, so either you're, you're, you're already there or you've been through it or your time's coming. Right. You're, you're beginning to have those discussions. But a group of siblings trying to figure out what to do about their dad. Right. And at the core of the story is he comes up missing in the height of the covid pandemic and they're just trying to figure it out. Right. So that that's essentially uh, what the what the plot line is, what carries the story. But, you know, there's also kind of some 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 rich kind of elements. Um, you know, again, as a Christian storyteller, I always want to kind of infuse my work um, with that. And um, I, I, I did I did a different somewhat of a turn with Inherited. In my in my first two films, Amazing Grace um, tells the story of a of an unsaved couple and what happens when one of the people in the relationship um, wants to um, begin to chase God. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, very relatable film, but it was very like like you knew, you know, you, you knew we were we were we were trying to kind of get you to see the perspective, the Christian faith perspective. Right. Sure. Um, my, my second film, Don't Even Go, is about like a, a Bible study kind of goes wrong. Um, a, a young man at the church, new to the church, he, he goes to a, a home Bible study. And um, and the, the girl seduces him. I won't give it away because I'm hoping that <laughs> your listeners would, <laughs> would, would, would go see it. At least she tries to seduce him. But it's just kind of a real kind of funny, funny short film mm -hmm. that talks about that. But both both of those are kind of rooted in, you know, um, in, you know, pushing the Christian faith with this story. I, I really would inherit it. Like I really wanted to kind of highlight just the humanity of us as believers. Right. Like, no. Sure you know, like a, just a drop in on the life of believers in a sticky situation, you know, not trying to proselytize in any sure. way, right, or get you to convince you. Anyway. I just wanted to tell a story about believers in a sticky situation, but like the scripture says, man, we're, our, we're epistles, man, like, so just the simplest things in our life can bless people, right, like just in that, you know, yeah. want to kind of impress that on, on, on the listeners, right, like our stories, in and of ourselves, like, you know, whether it's, you know, if the, the healing from cancer, um, part of your life that happened is just as important as maybe just a normal day at work. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. You just never, you just never, you just never know. Exactly. Right. And we, we, we tend to kind of downsize sometimes the mundane. Right. But, but all, God's using all of it, man, all things work, you know, um, for those who are called according to his purpose. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, yes. Yeah, so, so, but yeah, so I, with, with inherited, I wanted to kind of highlight the, the humanity of this family going through this situation. Right. So, so I, I think that answers at least what inherited is about. I, I think. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. Right. And that also answered what inspired the idea as well. And the thing that Absolutely. me the most was it was so relatable it wasn't like okay this is gonna sound so bad but it wasn't like some of those cheesy kind of christian movies you've seen you know what i mean <laughs> oh no at, well, so bad. Again, like, that, they, they yeah, have that's, their place that's... but you know like this is more oh my goodness i could see my person you, you, i could see myself here i know this person and you, you know plays the role of this other person in my family like i could literally go through the film and pinpoint each character within like my own life. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And that that's part of what I was saying in terms of telling a story about humanity, right? Like when 
and, and, I, and I really believe this, man. I'm, you know, my, my church, my, the church I attend, we really preach evangelism and discipleship. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes the hindrance as believers is that we're trying so hard to evangelize, right? <laughs> like, and that, that's, yeah. that's the hindrance, right? Like that's, that's what's stopping us from connecting with, with the loss. And, um, and like I said, so that, that's why I was very intentional when I sat down to write this, where I was like, man, I, I just want to, I, I want people, whether you believe, believe in our faith or not to relate. Right. Um, as I mentioned, I have a six-year-old daughter and, um, you know, and if, if you got kids around that age, like you kind of get immersed in their life. So I can't tell you how many Disney movies Latasha I've seen <laughs> multiple times. Right. But, but what what's crazy, man, the, the, the people over at Pixar and Disney are some of the greatest storytellers in the world. Um, right. Like they'll 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 yeah. have you laughing, crying over animals that aren't even like they build these story. And where and, and there's all each story has a message, but they just know how to tell a story well and almost and oftentimes hide the message from you. Right. Like mm-hmm. so. So so I'm I, and, and and I think like as you mentioned, and that's kind of what I had. Um, experienced right as a as a believer as I matriculated um, some of the Christian films that just weren't as relatable mm-hmm. right so I, I said yeah I'm like you know this and this is probably going to spark something like I wanted to tell more stories kind of highlighting um, the humanity but I want to kind of go back just a little bit to just talk a little bit more about what a, a few other things that kind of inspired the sure. story if I may Sure. Right. Okay. So um, I, I, the, the, the initial seeds, Latasha, of the story uh, was planted um, in 2009 by a, a sermon preached by my pastor. Um, and, and it was it was preached just on the importance of legacy and leaving an inheritance. Right. I, I don't want to give it all yeah. away. Right. Um, <laughs> and but it, but the, the, the theme that kind of resonated through the film, that was kind of brewing and that seed was planted in 2009. I mean, to the extent, like, I, I think from that moment on, I just really started thinking more generationally. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I, at the time I didn't even have a kid, right? Just, but what type of impact, you know, can I have on the children that my children will have, right? You know, what can I leave for them financially? What can I leave for them in terms of wisdom? Um, right. And, and then uh, the things that were important to me. Right. Like I, I left after hearing that sermon and literally restructured my insurance policy and left an enduring gift um, to my church. Right. So if I leave, I'm going to, you know, like I'm going to this is going to be like the last gift to the ministry I was kind of committed to. Mm-hmm. Right. And so so that so I, I let like so that was preached. All of that happened. And um and in July 2020. Right. And it. it for, for your listeners, we all, the, you know, we all were at almost at a standstill globally, right? Yeah. With the pandemic, this was pre, this was pre-vaccine. We really, you know, whether, whether you're pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine, that it wasn't even a thing then, right? We were all exactly. in the same, literally in the same boat of, mm-hmm. of uncertainty. And as a filmmaker, um, I, I went into 2020 uh, with my producing partner, Humphrey Brown, who directed Inherited. Um, is, and as well as starting it, you know, we had several projects on the table that were just stalled because, you know, I mean, we don't have the, the budgets to kind of keep people safe. So because yeah. some people were still filming, but it was just so uncertain. We were just sure. like, man, like we we just can't get out here 
Sure. Um, not only for the safety of our actors, but just us. You know, what I mean, we got families. Sure. We ain't trying to. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, uh, but, but I was inspired by several shows and filmmakers. I think um, the show All Rise on CBS. Um, they did a whole episode virtual, right? Took their cast and, you know, I saw that. This was like early pandemic, like March. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a young lady, she's a, a director, filmmaker, Tamika Briscoe, um, and w- inspired me. She had started a show called the QT Series, which really tells a story about a couple who started dating right as COVID started. Mm-hmm. And she told that story all virtually and really inspired me And uh, wow. early on. Um, I actually reached out to her and she kind of shared some, even gave me some advice, right? But long short, um, um, then July 2020 comes and um, Humphrey, Humphrey and I, we, we, we serve in church together, both on the media team at our, at our church. Oh, wow. And uh, we had a conference coming up and he sent me this real funny video that, that, uh, um, that some, some of the people at our church had did and he wanted me to edit it. Right. And, and it was, and it was all done remote, hilarious. I edited it. And Latasha, that was the final straw. I was like, you know what? I am writing a story and it's, it's going to live in the virtual space and we're going to keep everybody safe. And, and, um, and, and then I had to go into to, to Mount Sinai in my prayer closet <laughs> and I asked God, <laughs> you know, what, what, what should I, what should I write? And, um, and, and what, what um, in terms of the, the plot line for this story is very familiar, right? Like, as, oh, I, yeah. as I talked about um, earlier, yeah. right? Like, um, I'm, yeah. I'm, early for, I'm early 40s, yep. and um, I've, mm-hmm. I've experienced kind of caring for aging parents through my grandmother yep. um, mm-hmm. years ago who's passed. Um, my father now is starting to deal with it um, for the last year and a half. Around the time I was writing Inherited, with dementia and everything. And now my, 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 my wife is even with her family, right? But it's a very familiar story. So I, oh, was, I was already kind of cloaked in the whole caring for Asian parents. And, and um, I, you know, I wanted to bring some type of awareness to it. And I, you know, it just, like I said, it just kind of fit perfectly. I put, I sat down to write, pinned it in July and um, well, j- late July, early August. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, about a week or so later, we were doing virtual casting calls. And, and, and filming in wow. September. So it really kind of came together like really, really quickly. Um, but, but yeah, it just, it was, like I said, it was all inspired, you know, um, by, by me to kind of get out, as I mentioned earlier, man, like, you know, sometimes the best thing that happens to us it, are, are the constraints in our life, yes. right? When you, when you don't have the options, right? So it's like, like I would have, again, we had several projects on the table. So this story would have never happened um, had we, um, you know, not had the constraint of the pandemic, right? And for your listeners, this film is all as engaging as it is and as enjoyable as it is to people that have viewed it. Um, this film was all, 90% of the film was shot virtually. The I only- shocked. Yeah. I'm sorry. We need, we need to stop for a second because right. you are blowing me away with the fact that this was done virtually. I never- in a million years would have thought you put this together virtually. This that entire crazy from from the casting calls to the um to, to the, the rehearsals we did were all virtual to the day of like we literally like yeah it was all it was all done virtual. All the acting um are people looking into their smart devices and and um on <laughs> 
and the director and myself wow. on a Zoom call listening to give guidance. That's, <laughs> right, yeah. You need to be seriously proud of yourself because the quality, I, I'm blown away by that. Honestly, I really <laughs> am. Had you not said that, I never would have thought. I, I never would have thought. I, I, I didn't, mm. Wow. I, I'm shocked. Right. That. That, Absolutely. That is constraint, yeah. Absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah, no, it's kudos to you. Is all absolutely I well, and well, filmmaking is definitely a, a team sport. So, from from the actors to the directed wow. to the directors, um, to um, yeah, to the cast. Um, a young lady, Nia Ian, who um, she's worked with us on several projects. She she came through in the clutch. So yeah, it, yeah, definitely a team effort, man, and. And yeah, so, but th- yeah, that's, that's kind of how the film was birthed. <laughs> I know, hopefully it was kind of long-winded, but I, like I said, I think, you know, for your listeners, uh, you know, whether you're in the films or not, I think it's just a general rule of thumb, right? You know, use your constraints, seize exactly. the day, exactly. look, look at, look at your situation differently, man, because out of it, you know, like, you know, you're thinking, how could I be in this? And God somewhere like, yes, I put her in this. Yes, I put yeah. her in this. Like, yeah. yeah, right. If I didn't put him here, if I didn't put Joseph in the pit, if I didn't, you know what I mean? If David wasn't the the the, the kid that, you know, the forgotten son, like just, you know, and on and on, right? Just any yeah. story you want to use, right? Like, all, like through the scriptures, right? Like if God didn't create those circumstances, they wouldn't be who they are. That that could be, so you know, true. for your listeners as well. So yeah, then that, and like yeah. I said, that's how this film was birthed. That is so true. And you know what? I have to piggyback off of that because you're absolutely right. I know, and and I don't mean to discredit in any way, shape, or form. I know the pandemic has affected people in so many different ways, but I, I really am a huge advocate of having the correct mindset in, when it comes to, you know, uh, coming across the different constraints that we encounter. Because I, I'm being honest, whew, I mean... If, if it wasn't, and this is going to sound horrible, but I've had some of my, my best opportunities come in the past two years. How, how about you? I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, you, you, you read my, um, my, um, my bio there. Um, the, if I, if I, I because of the pandemic it was crazily, right. Cause um, um, filmmaking writing is kind of like a side hustle for me um, by day. I'm a, um, IT consultant, <laughs> right? So, um, but I, yeah, yeah, that. but yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, but I, I got, I got laid off in May, and because of it, I mean, it wasn't, you know, uh, tell people it's never a good time to be laid off, but but the pandemic, there was so, you know, there was so much aid available, like it made it kind of, it made it somewhat easier bearable to kind of make it you know and i I got a little severance on the layoff so it wasn't all bad but well the 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 big picture was i was able to kind of focus on filmmaking which which led to me being connected um to comcast which and i was able to kind of produce those documentaries um and so along with this film and and just make so so many kind of incredible connections all because of the pandemic right so like so a lot of lot of the the momentum I'm, I've been getting here in filmmaking happened you know over since since March 2020 wow. <laughs> like, so wow that that is absolutely amazing and another thing that your your movie made me think about 
I did like a two-part series and it's kind of funny. I, I created the first episode and then almost wrote the second episode two years later, but what will your dash look like? So what that particular episode is about is, you know how like when uh, someone dies and they have that birth date and the end date, mm-hmm. well, the dash right. middle is your life. Right. So what will your dash look like? I did a whole episode, uh, two episodes about that. And your film got me thinking about that because we don't, you know, we go through life with all of these different, if you will, society places, all these different expectations on us, but it's up to us to figure out which ones are we going to accept? What are we going to reject? So our dash matters. Does that make sense? So Absolutely. Your, your, your film got me thinking about that in terms of the legacy and all that good stuff. But um, yeah, I just, I'm still thinking about the fact that you did all this <laughs> virtually. Like I virtually. just, that's crazy. I, I'm, I'm, I've only, crazy. I've literally only, I've only met, um, of course, um, Humphrey Brown, who directed and starred in the film, we go to church together and the lead actor, we all go to church together. So I've met those guys, but everyone else I haven't that's met just... in person. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, I, and I'm funny. I'm, I'm getting ready to um, start filming a short. We're going to do another short film in March and we casted someone from the film. So I'll be meeting her for the first time. Right. Wow. <laughs> now, now, now that we're at a different place in the pandemic. <laughs> but yeah, no. But um, yeah. But yeah, that no, it's. Yeah, it's <laughs> well, let me absolutely. Ask, let me ask you this. So a lot of again, not wanting to give too too much away of the film, but a lot of millennials find themselves in the situation where they're taking care of their children as well as their parents. So obviously this, this can take a toll on those who are in the position of a caretaker. So what are some of the ways that those in this situation can cope? Absolutely. Well, I, I mean, first and foremost, um, yeah, that, that's a, a, a very tough spot. Oh yeah. Um, to just just to kind of be in right, just yeah, I mean, I've been in it. <laughs> many many of us yeah that are connected yeah. to our parents to have to care for our parents is already, you know, like it, it's 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 already kind of crazy, right? Um, sure. And yeah, so so yeah, so I, I definitely empathize. I've been there, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, you really have to make some serious like life decisions, right? Because that that looks different for some people, right? Some people, you know, can. Um, can uh, move their parent in, yeah. right? Uh, others have to, I mean, unfortunately, depending on the type of care they need, may need to have them in an assisted living and that creates a different kind of sets of circumstances yeah. and obstacles, right? So I definitely kind of empathize that the only kind of advice I would kind of give is man, like you like th- you have to kind of, as you're caring, pay attention to self-care as well, yes, right? And, and yeah. really kind of kind of tap in you know, to community, right? So um, I know you have a diverse listeners of people that are of faith and yep. and not of faith. So if you're not of faith, for sure, you want to tap into whatever your community is, whether it's, you know, family or, or close friends, like you're going to need that not only for a, a helping hand sometimes, but maybe just a listening ear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right? that's, now, true. Now, that's true. Now, now, but talking to the people that, that are of the community of faith, man, we're, we're, you're, we're communal by nature, right? Just, I mean, the, the the Jewish people that our faith kind of stands on, like they're hugely family oriented. Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of scriptures kind of speak to that. I mean, they're commu- like literally like the, the, the tribes of Israel, 
Like oh, yeah. they, 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 they were so communal that they didn't want to fool with Gentiles. They right, right, but, but <laughs> right, right. They, they, so, so, um, and, but, but we have to tap into that. Cause I know a lot of that flies in contrast to American culture, which is very rugged, individualistic very- and very nu- nuclear family. Right. So, um, you know, in terms of the film, many dementia and caring for aging organizations have been reaching out to us, loving the film on how we broach the topic. And, you know, one of the things I talked to one of the organizers that she shared that a lot of people that she ends up having to talk to are really kind of doing this alone. Like, like they're not talking to anybody, um, you know what I mean? And just yeah. sometimes different family dynamics. You have, you know, sometimes in this, in this case, in the film, all the siblings are on board with caring, but sometimes that's not always the case, right? So you may have one sibling where everything kind of falls on and, you know, just the weight of that just can just be overbearing to the point where you need care. You know what I mean? You may need to see a therapist, right? So I, so I, you know, I, I really, really kind of preach that build, build your personal tribe and community that can, can help you kind of, kind of get through. Um, through that situation. The other thing I would say is just kind of inform yourself, right? A lot of people, you know, um, kind of walk into the situation blind with all of their options on, on what they can do when they find themselves in that um, 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 situation, right? You really, and that kind of, it was kind of loosely um, um, kind of brought up in the film, but just, you know, just making sure everything's in order financially, power, attorney. There's, there's some real, real hard, fast things I think people should be informed in if they find themselves um, in that situation that that's important. Um, Cause it, yeah, it could, it could, it could impact you financially kind of hard as well. You know, that's a perfect segue into my next question. <laughs> <laughs> it's done in a very subtle way, but money is discussed throughout the film. So oftentimes we're unprepared, you know, for the financial strain that can arise when caring for an aging parent so how can we place ourselves in a better position to break this cycle? Break this cycle. Yeah, well, uh, I, I mean, there, there's some hard, I think, practical things you can do. But before I even kind of get into that, man, I mm-hmm. think, um, and this is why I wanted to share the, the inspiration, that, that seed that was planted. I think, I think we, we need to, as a, as a, a generation, especially um, as kind of Black Christians begin to think like inheritance, right? Like, like it's, you know, I mean, you know, no need to beat the dead horse, right? Like our, our experience um, as African people Mm -hmm. is well documented from colonialism to slavery. (laughs) We've been impacted generationally. Many of us are, you know, first generation college students, right? Like, and many of us, had to go into debt to get that college education, like, cause nothing was passed on. Right. Exactly. Um, but, but wisdom and love. Right. <laughs> but I think, but I think, you know, I think we have to begin to get our mindsets to think about inheritance, thinking about not only your children, but the children that they'll have and that they'll have. Right. And I think that mindset is very um, kind of key in the kind of navigating through this. And, and we have to remember the, the, the faith, that we follow, uh, you know, the Jews, they were very inheritance oriented, right? <laughs> like, like just, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's oh, the yeah. whole concept of Israel and Jacob stealing the birthright. Like he wanted to get the inheritance from his dad. Exactly. Right. Right. But, yep. but, but what, what's key about it is that like 
they walk with the understanding of I'm going to be getting something from my parents. And I think, sadly, particularly for, you know, um, black people, like we don't, that mindset is just lost. Like we don't even think like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, and, and what, what's even crazier, like, I think the generations that raised us, um, although they didn't have much to pass on, right. They were kind of key and instrumental in passing on what they knew and making sure it kind of preparing us and instilling in us work yeah. ethic and all that. Oh, like yeah. a lot of, a lot of our generation, <laughs> I mean, just calling a spade a spade. I've done it myself. Like we're, we're kind of enjoying the, we're enjoying the fruits of the labor of the sacrifices of prior generations. Oh, yeah. And we're, yeah. And, and we're forgetting, like, like we're just vacationing, buying the big houses, car, like we're, we're eating up all this, the, the wealth, potential that we could be building right like and and oh and, and it's it's re- it's really like like i said so before i even get into the practical like like you like you know people have to really kind of get the mindset of man what are you going to leave in this world and then i mean let's let's talk specifically for the people closest to you your your kids <laughs> right mm-hmm. Let, like but let's even go beyond that right my um my wife had a, a uncle that passed and he left money for my, my niece. Like, I mean, I'm sorry, not my niece. I'm sorry. My daughter. Yeah. Like, like he was like, he was like, man, I gotta, my niece had this kid. Like, like, you know, he, like he, and all he did that for all of his nieces. Right. Like, let, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I'm talking I like 30,000 or something. Like, I'm not talking small. Like, I'm like, man, mm-hmm. like he, he, he was thinking, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so I think, Right. So, like I said, start with your family, but there may be others that are close to you. Um, like I said, if you're a believer, think about your church as well. But just really think about what you're going to leave financially. Right. You just got to have that mindset, not just you. And I'm not and I'm not going to the extreme where you can't vacation. You can't I drive know. a nice car. You house have a you, I don't want to go. Yeah, like, yeah, there's a balance. But a balance. but just really. Yeah, definitely really thinking that. Right. But but in terms of, like I said, practical things you know, getting that insurance in place, <laughs> Yeah. you know, so, so I don't have to get another text message with a, with a cat cash at me for the funeral. Um, <laughs> right? uh, I guess like, it's funny, I but mean, not it's, funny. It's funny, but right. not funny. You're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, right yeah, on that. So I mean, cause it's, yeah, no, I, man, I've, I've looked at being in ministry, man. I've seen some, <laughs> seen some crazy stuff. I'm sure you have. Uh, um, yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, getting the insurances in place, getting the power of attorney in place. Cause sometimes they, you know, you know, they need, they need someone that's responsible to manage yeah. that. Right. And then getting the living will and the, you know, the will in place. So, so there's a lot of practical things you can get in, get in order um, for the, for the person you're, you're kind of caring for. Um, and I mean, even something as simple as getting all the passwords is just re- like, I mean, when we were, when my father went through this last year, like that was a whole because because we didn't properly plan. So I'm saying this, and I'm, I need to eat this advice as well. Yeah. But yeah, we we were trying to hustle to get all the information we needed to to pay pay his bills, right? Like so, yeah. just right. So it's just really like so really like 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 I said, just you know, start with the big mindset of generationally. But if you find yourself in that situation where you have to care for an aging parent, like there's definitely some T's and I's you got to be extremely focused on um, to cross um, because uh, or else it could end up biting you. And really, I, I mean, I, I mean, we, you know, black, like we, we uh, like we will, we'll take it on, man. Like we, I know his, I mean, 
we're not the ones to adopt and all of that. But when it comes to our families, we'll take them in. Yeah. Come here. You know what I'm saying? So we'll, but, but at the end, but, but not thinking about the financial kind of implications, right? Like, so you, you, you know, so you gotta, you gotta be prepared and there's lots of support available, but you just kind of got to be informed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one thing that struck me the most in the film too, was the relationship between the dad and the son. It was somewhat strained, right? So the father and son, both to me, at least had a lot of unresolved issues that placed a strain on that relationship. So do you feel that this is a widespread issue today? Why or why not? And then how can we remedy that situation so we don't have that in the future? I, um, that's, that's a very, very good question. I, um, and do I feel if, if it's a, a widespread, I did want to highlight it um, in, in part of that humanity, right? Yeah. Where, yeah. Um, especially with Christian films, like I think the 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 conflict some, some oftentimes just doesn't come from a real place. Yeah. Um, for, at least for me, it doesn't feel. And I, I really wanted to express that oftentimes when we have relationships, there's ups and downs, right? Right. Where we're we're beefing at each other and things aren't perfect. They're rocky moments, um, right? Um, one of one of the extremely popular shows in pop culture. Um, insecure. I just finished binge watching it um, again with my wife over the holidays. <laughs> and I, th- I think they did a great job just showing like conflict and friendships, right? Like, like it's not always, I don't know if you watch the show or not, but it's not always peachy clean, even with your best friend, right? You guys have lulls, ups and downs, right? So I think that that's what I was really kind of highlighting that they were kind of, they loved each other, but they were kind of at that, that kind of bit of a strain. Yeah, you know, for you know, especially as we grow old, right? Like I, I have a, um, an older sister, six years older than me, and I remember being a kid, uh, Latasha, and um, I was I was young, but my my uh, my sister was a teenager, and she was just beefing with my mom all the time. I was like, man, I was talking to my grandma. I'm like, man, they always beefing. What's going on? <laughs> and my my gra- my grandmother shared with me this piece of advice that's kind of always stuck with me, and she's like, yeah. She was like, two women can't live in the same house together. You know what I'm saying? Meaning like, like some, so there's, there's only one queen, right? Right. And I, I, like, and, and I think that happens with men as well, right? As we get older, even though we may respect the wisdom, you know, from our fathers, you know, we're becoming our own men and we're going to make our own decisions. And, you know, we get a little prideful and we, we smell ourselves and we don't really fully embrace that wisdom, right? And I, I think that was the moment I was really kind of trying to capture you know, in their relationship, they were really at that point, right, where, where um, his dad was trying to give him some advice, and he just wasn't trying to hear it, right, but, but to answer your question, though, overall about is, do I think there's a just strained relationships out there um, with fathers and sons or fathers and daughters, um, I'll, I'll say, yeah, I mean, the Bible kind of speaks prophetically in the last days, Paul, in one of Paul's letters to Timothy, um, he talked about, you know, um, children being disobedient to their parents. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, I think I mean, I, I mean, I think universally uh, I can say this like we we love our moms. We love our moms. Oh, my goodness. We I mean, listen, Mother's Day, red carpet, roses, <laughs> dinner. You can't get in any restaurant, Latasha, like we're, we're cherishing her. You know, Father's Day, you can go to any restaurant you want to. Like, you know, like, <laughs> we go like reservations. You don't need reservations. Just show up. 
but uh but yeah but but we but i think generally speaking like we just don't have the admiration um for for fathers out there right and mm-hmm. i think that appreciate like and like i said Pete, it falls on different scales right many people grow up without a relationship or their father present in their lives at all some people the father's physically present but not present <laughs> right and that that's a whole yeah that's a whole different story and mm-hmm. and I, I just think you know especially in media right the 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 the, the dumb father bit works you know what i'm saying like the, like yeah. it just works it works in it works in comedy and it, it's just but but i mean a father even biblically a father is very important in kind of shaping you know the the direction of the family right and and um yeah so but but and i, I do believe that spirit lives there's strains and I'm, you know, you know, I'm, I'm on my knees praying <laughs> that that not only for my for myself, I, I consider myself a pretty active father, but for, <laughs> for other fathers out there, man, that 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 strain doesn't impact um, their relationships, because I think, you know, in speaking generationally, like, you know, I think, you know, oftentimes we're we're at the forefront of thinking like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. So that the, the, the presence of a, of a male and a father very important right yeah yeah and you know what i have to laugh because i was thinking about your uh comment regarding the uh, the queen uh you can't yeah. have, I, I have to admit i think the reason why that may be the case too is because more so on the child if you will being obedient because my mom my mom and i we are so close but we used to argue like cats and dogs like when I was younger <laughs> and as I've gotten older, I, she actually lives with me now. So oh, nice. it's, it's, it's kind of funny that you said that because had I still had that same attitude when I was younger, there's no way it would have worked. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like, as I got older, I'm like, Oh, this person did understand what they, what, <laughs> what was going on. I, I think it comes to kind of like, I, I feel like sometimes that strain is based on, what it, I, I I don't know. I, could it be disobedience, maybe on on, on the part of the yeah? I, well, I I just think like I mean we we're we're coming into our own, right? Like yeah. it's it's like it's like I look at my daughter. It's it's there. I mean, my wife's gonna get it bad. I'm probably gonna get it too. Like it's just it's not it's not even about like what it, what we're telling her is the right thing. It's like man, I want to make my own decision. Yeah. How about how about I want to come to that conclusion on myself? You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. You know I mean, like, I'll, I literally, I'll be getting my daughter ready. I'll say, wear this, and she'll say no, and she'll just keep <laughs> looking for something else, and then she'll come back to it, like, oh, this oh. does look good. Okay, like, oh, like, like, she goodness. wants it to, she wants it to be her decision, right? And I think as we grow and we get older, like that, that's just, just, just is the case. We're becoming our own. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I can't tell you, man. As I get older, it's just so much. It, you know, like I, I remember um, being a teenager and like just really wanting to work. And like my mom just would not let me work. She's like, no, you're not going to work school. Really? You're not going to work school. You're not going to work school. Like she didn't let me work till like my junior year in high school. Right. And um, and so oftentimes um, when I'm, I'm uh, we don't I mean, I, I work from home now, but when I used to drive to work, <laughs> very mad very vexed angry that i have to drive in i think back like man this is what she was trying to keep me from the stress (laughs) 
right of work for as long as she could but at the time i just couldn't see it right right and that yeah. and then see this is the importance of kind of getting you know getting that wisdom and you know the reality oh, yeah. of it is you know in the in the in the in the the, the arc of a relationship they'll i mean strain moments conflict yeah is 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 what makes the good times even better right so, That's so true. i think a lot of it is just yeah. the matriculate you like you just have to have these moments like you you likely have more of an appreciation for your mother now because oh, of what, you know, down. like the beef y'all went through in, in the teenage years. <laughs> hands down, hands down. Oh my goodness. But yeah, no, I'm just thinking about some of the stuff. I feel like I'm going down memory lane with some of the comments that you've been making. <laughs> um, you know what? Another thing I wanted to discuss is, you know, you've done so many different films, documentaries and all that good stuff, but what is the most difficult part of your artistic process? Uh, ooh, difficult part, artistic process, man. I would say the actual producing part, right? So uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, especially when it comes to film, film is a, a filmmaking is a team sport, yeah. right? So, you know, I may uh, have this idea that I, write down on a piece of paper that we call a script. And really all that script is, is a collaboration for a bunch of people, creative, not creative to come together to work on something, right? And I always got to keep that in mind that it's not even necessarily my script or my movie. Like a lot of people are gonna contribute to this thing, um, but becoming a reality. And that's the most difficult part, right? Just getting, getting like yeah. the coordination of organizing all of the ideas, yeah. um, all of the people and the skill sets. Like that's the most difficult part of the artistic process. Um, for me, for the most part, writing doesn't come as hard. Um, uh, you know, for some it does, but for me, writing doesn't. But when it's um, essentially everything I've wrote, I've had a hand in helping get it produced. And, okay. and, and that, and, and yeah, so, yeah, so that to me, from what I've seen in my personal experience, I would say to producing it, man, just, yeah, that's, that's, that would be the difficult part of the art artistic, but it's also the most rewarding, right? Because I'm often amazed um, where, you know, people will take an idea that I scribbled down and make it become theirs, you know, to the point where they're, they're informing me about some things that I never even thought about that makes the perfect sense. <laughs> like, I'm like, wow, yeah. I never thought about that. <laughs> right. But like, man, that, go run with that. Like that, that will work. And, and just seeing people bring this idea that was floating around in my head to life in a way that wasn't even initially the original idea to me is just amazing. Wow. And quite frankly, again, I'm still thinking back to the fact of seeing that film and you told me it was completely virtual. Blown away by that. I just, Absolutely. yeah, blown away by that. Um, if you could spend a day with your favorite actor, director, who would it be and why? Oh man, I don't even have to think about this, man. That's, um, I, I would say Spike Lee, hands down. Ooh, okay. Um, as, as I mentioned, I, you know, I got into filmmaking kind of late, saved as a desire to just tell stories, but but I guess the I guess the seeds of me being a filmmaker just you know started by the things that I kind of loved, right? And I've I've kind of always loved his um, not not only his directorial style on how he told the stories, but just you know his willingness to kind of create films that would spark conversations. Like he 
you know, Spike, Spike wants to piss you off when he makes a film. Like he, you know, to the point, to, to the point, sometimes like he goes overboard a little bit. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, as artists, you got to sometimes be able to take a risk, you know, and, and they don't always land. Right. I, I, I don't like, I don't love all of his movies. Right. <laughs> right. But, but at the same note, I'm like, I'm just, yeah, I, I just, from what I've kind of garnered from him, from reading, you know, books, articles and, seeing him on interviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, yeah. He's just a wealth of knowledge that I would just like to just kind of sit down and um, yeah, just sit down with, I mean, literally um, he, uh, my wife got me his recent book for my birthday. And um, I mean, it's like, literally it's like a, a film history book, right? Like he did oh, wow. behind the scene pictures for all of his films, like starting back from she's got to have it like in the eighties and oh, just, wow. I'm like, look, looking through it. I mean, do the right thing, which he got an Oscar nomination for the hand. He wrote that he hand wrote that script. It's in the book. Right. And just, so I'm just like, mm. I, I look, I look at his life. Um, um, and well, at least his work of art. Right. Just, just, I mean, I, I yeah, he's a wealth of knowledge and yeah, I, I love to, 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 um, to treat him to a cup of coffee one day. Well, you know what? You are well on your way. I mean, you have discussed so many different projects that you're involved with. And I mean, we're early in 2022, right? So if you had to choose one word to represent your goals for this year, what would it be and why? Man, momentum. I, like just um, Ooh, I like as you that. mentioned, I, I think the, the pandemic, um, you know, if, 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 you, if you had the right set of eyes on it, you know, may have may have been positioning you for something greater that you couldn't even imagine. Definitely the case um, for for me, and um, I'm just trying to build build on the momentum, right? So, um, got a several several projects um, in the pipe. Doing a short film. Um, la- spent um, some of last year um, producing. Uh, well, well, in the lab with a few writers trying to produce a limited series. Um, and, um, and then, um, I, um, <laughs> um, I got a short film we're shooting in a couple months and, and, um, what, what's funny, I actually, um, a fiction podcast, which for those who may not know, fiction podcasts are essentially like story, like essentially watching a movie, but just listening to it. Oh, I right? love those. Some re- yeah. I love really them. good. I love yeah, them. Yeah. Ra- they used to be called radio dramas, but now they're called fiction podcasts or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Have you, and, uh, before the pandemic started, I actually had started writing one. I wrote the pilot episode for it. And I, 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 um, so, so that's another kind of project I'm looking to kind of, um, get off, get off the ground. So, but just kind of, like I said, continuing with the same theme, I want to tell, I want to tell the stories about black Christians that are not being told through whatever medium, right. We are podcasting or films or plays. And I just want to kind of continue to build on the momentum that I've had going so far. Well, I, I, I have to admit, I've just been, I'm so glad that we were able to connect because like I said, I have yet to see um, a lot of kind of Christian movies approach the way you did. So I thank you for filling that void. Absolutely. <laughs> like, like when I said, you. like the cheesy ones, you know, I'm not <laughs> trying to like knock them. They have their place, you know, but I, I, I prefer seeing reality all day, every day. So I, I appreciate that. So last awesome. but not least, what's the best piece of advice that you have for those seeking to break into the movie industry? All right, man. Start today. Don't let anything 
you know, um, don't let anything stop you. Um, and, you know, the Bible talks about not, you know, smite not humble beginnings. Um, I, I, yeah, I literally, like I said, I, um, out of my desire, I wrote my first story, right? Just, no, I didn't have no experience in it. I just wrote it. Um, you know, I got, um, my wife bought me a camera. I started taking pictures at church, right? Like to, wow. to get, get my visual eye going, right? And, and I make little cheesy films of, with me and my daughter and stuff and all, but all I'm, I'm saying all the stuff I'm doing because all of that stuff ended up helping me become a better storyteller, right? And so there's nothing stopping you. I mean, Steven Sutterberg, um, he's a um, director. He did the Ocean 11 movies, yeah. Ocean 8, Ocean 11. Mm -hmm. Like he did a whole film. He did two films on an iPhone, right? So like there, and, like, and as I mentioned, yeah, no. inherited majority, 90% of inherited was on an iPhone, right? So there's nothing stopping you what? from, wait, from wait, making it. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. That was on an iPhone? What what's that? Your movie? Yeah, yeah. 90 90%, 90%. So the way we what? shot these, yeah, I'm back up. So the way really? we shot these, every now it wasn't all iPhones because the cat the, the cast members had different types of phones. But yeah, we 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 were on virtually on a Zoom call giving them direction. But how we captured the video, um, you know, I met with them. We figured out where in their house or wherever would be the best lighting. And they were going to record it on their iPhones or their smartphones. <laughs> right. And, and then they I, sent us the. Yeah. I am talking to a future. I, I kid you not. I am so excited about this interview even more because. Your future is incredibly bright. I'm just telling you that Absolutely. right now. I am blown away. It was virtual. Now you're telling me an iPhone. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I. <laughs> Woo! Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, we. Yeah, we. Uh, man, I, I appreciate that, and just glory to God, and just capitalizing uh, capitalizing on the constraint. Because honestly, I may never do another film like that, but I learned so much doing that. Right. So yeah. I want to kind of impress on people's start. But don't don't take your start for granted, right? Because mm -hmm. what what you're what you're doing, like what you're doing, um, literally, like literally, could you know, you know, I mean, for the I mean, simplest thing, right? I didn't, and we didn't talk much about it, but over the pandemic, um, a friend of mine, she's a poet here in the city. Mm. We all go to church together. She wrote a poem about two years, like in 2018. 2020, the George Floyd thing happens and everybody's kind of going crazy. Everybody's commotion and out in the streets. And she wanted to write this poem. I mean, she wanted to record this poem, right, that she had wrote because it was it was apropos and fitting for the moment. Mm -hmm. I was like, OK, send, send me the poem. She sent me the poem. I'm like, man, I have a vision for this poem. Right. And and let's go out and do it. And um, literally, like I'm, I'm like like this happened in the course of a week. We talked on like. A Tuesday, I said, yeah. let's like, she, we were rushing because she wanted to get it out by Juneteenth, which was like the next week, right? So I was like, okay, mm -hmm. we'll shoot it on Saturday. I had an idea, that idea fell, fell out. On Friday, I said, I got another idea. You and your husband drive here, we'll go out and we'll shoot this film. Shot the film, stayed up all night Saturday, was sleeping in church on Sunday morning. <laughs> right. But but I wanted to get it, get it edited. And long short, she was able to get it out the the the, the follow that Sunday, Sunday night, Monday, I edited it. Friday, she released it before Juneteenth for her. 
Um, it's the film Keep Your Flowers. I think I sent you the link. You could you can watch it. That's on that's on YouTube right now. But that film got into like 13 film festivals, right? Oh, and um, and and the and the crazy part about it is that I bought my first video camera. That was that. This all happened in May June of of 2020. I brought my first video camera in February, right? And and I was wow. like practicing with it, barely knowing what I was doing, right? And I, I didn't really really realize how potential like what I did was so crazy. Because I'm only like, you know, I, I got the film got into 12 film festivals. You know, they put me on panels with other filmmakers who did the stuff you're supposed to, right? Like they properly plan their film. All pre-production is a thing, it's important. Um, but I just I just didn't realize I'm like sitting there on the panel, like, listen, man, this all came together in a in a <laughs> in a few days. I'm no shot plan. I just ran out with her husband. <laughs> like, yeah, I just ran out with her husband and we shot some stuff. And, and, and so, so, but like I said, all, but all of the practice I got was between February and May, the pandemic hit, my church was still doing worship services virtually mm -hmm. to our church and they needed me to kind of step in. So that kind of boosted up my, my practice and with my camera and doing different things for the church to get to, to be able to communicate to our church family virtually. Right. And, and I was ready for a same day run and gun shoot essentially right so yeah. so I, I say I say that I tell this story that really kind of inspire your listeners man like just like I said start and what what you're working on now may seem mundane and silly and why am I doing this and this isn't going to help me but like you know you just you know it's like you know I'm, I'm a, a bit of a child of the 80s man it's like karate kid wax on wax all man like, um, me too he, he, <laughs> yeah, he yeah he 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 thought he was waxing, but he was really learning how to fight. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so really, just you know, like I said, change your perspective. You know, on, on where you are, and just don't hesitate. Start. Oh my goodness! I so many gems you have shared with with all of us. I I truly truly have enjoyed this interview. I thank you so much for coming onto the show. Um, cannot stress that enough. Thank you so much. You've inspired me as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> if people want to get in contact with you, how can they connect with you? Absolutely. You can reach me personally um, at um, on Instagram at Koo Brown. That's K-O-U-B-R-O-W-N-E. On Facebook at Sekou Brown. That's S-E-K-O-U, last name Brown, B-R-O-W-N-E. Fantastic. And all of this information will be on the Hustle and Faith website as well, as well as the show notes. So once again, thank you so much, Sekou, for coming onto the show. I truly appreciate it. I, this has been a, an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. And hopefully I can kind of come back, man. I, I don't, I don't mind, yes, you know, yes. you, you know, if you ever want to discuss not only future projects, but just in, in general, like I said, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a both a, uh, a a guest and a consumer, right? So I, I love the show in any way, <laughs> any way I can help kind of support it. Um, definitely be open to it. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy listening to Hustle and Faith and would like to support the show, please consider sharing it with your friends, rate or leave a review, donate, or make a purchase at Star and You Crew, our fitness apparel shop. Remember, if you're everything to everyone, the risk being no one. You never know who you will inspire. See you in the next episode.